2: and it's going to be intercepted he threw it right into traffic brandon moore picks it off for nebraska
3: more creed many people were requesting it just ravi Lula. uh how about brandon moore coming up with an interception the guy who's uh who just joined the team late in camp
2: played for Scott Frost at UCF. Had a horrifying penalty against Georgia Southern. Correct. One of the worst horrifying. penalties that anybody has ever seen. In the history of football. Just <laughs> and,
3: really bad. And grabs a pick. Uh in this game and what a turnaround. Yeah. I mean I don't I don't know how deep you are at that position and maybe mm. Quentin Newsom is uh, you know Mickey Joseph talked about it after the game. Maybe there's a there's a groin injury there. You got to keep an eye on that one because that hurts. Oh you, yeah, because then we're talking about Hartzog and Brandon Moore, and
2: you got stick a couple Tommy, guys you down gotta the got to stick line. Tommy Hill back on defense. Tommy Hill
3: was playing wide receiver in warmups today.
2: Yeah, we haven't might, talked about that at all. Might need to stick him back on defense if you've got a yeah, you got an injury that you Quentin would have to him.
3: you would have to do that. So that's you know there's the injury situation as well. But all feels good uh, when you win a game and you win it down the road. Fourteen thirteen. Get that dub as Nebraska did against Rutgers tonight. Big Red Overreaction brought to you by Coors Light, keeping Nebraska chill. We head back to the phones on Big Red Overreaction on 1620 of The Zone and 1019 The Keg, and that's where we find Matt. Hi, Matt.
4: Hey, fellas. How's it going? Pretty good. Good. Hey, uh, unlike Kelsey, I'm going to try to not sound sober. Um, But, hey, uh, so we definitely need a right tackle in the right side of the line. That's for sure. Um, But other than that, I mean, we've seen a ton of adjustments, and that's been great. But how, you know, are these guys being able to to do this after, you know, listening to – or Mickey's going to have to sit there, and Whips are going to have to sit there and listen to the Scott and and Chins go through, you know, halftime adjustments and – there was none ever, so now they got to just sit there and hold their tongue, and now till now, when they're able to make it work for them, so it's just it's it's great for the boys, and I love it. So I just wanted to hear your thoughts on that.
3: Oh yeah, I mean, th- it was it was evident right after that first drive. And thanks for the call, Matt. It, you know, defensively. Um, and maybe they just they they schemed up a good first drive like Nebraska's done so many times yeah. this
2: year. And we see and that quite a bit. Like that's not super uncommon. Th-
3: that's a college football thing. Yeah. Or a, just a football thing in general. But you're right. I mean and, and Nebraska's able to scheme one up right out of the gate in the third quarter, but just hanging in there and and yes, there there were adjustments. Like we said. After that first drive, I'm like, oh, man, are they going to get run on for 300 tonight? Like, what's going to happen? Not here?
2: just the first drive, the first drive, and then the blocked punt, and then the kind of ineptitude of the offense in the first half, and you're like, this could get away from us. Yep. That was the feeling for much of the first half. And then you get into halftime, and you're only down 13 nothing, and you're like, that could have been a lot worse. So
3: Rutgers goes – um, Rutgers goes 6th place, 75 yards on the first drive. In like two minutes. Um, they popped a, so they got a, a run for a three, a 33-yard pass on sort of the you know floater sideline thing, and you thought they were going to be taking advantage of that one all night. Um, Six-yard run, five-yard run, incomplete pass, and then a two-yard run, um, and a 21-yard run by Vedral. So they were, they were running a little bit. Six, six plays, 75 yards. They go straight down and score. And like I said, you're thinking, holy smokes, what's going to happen tonight? On the game, Nebraska allowed 115 rushing yards on the ground.
2: Yeah, and that's what that's what they wanted to they do. They locked it up really well after that first drive,
3: and they're they you know they're doing a whole bunch of different stuff at quarterback, and I don't know what's going on there.
2: I don't think anyone does. But that's what they're trying to do. I mean, and they're trying. Try, they're
3: trying to get downhill and running on you.
2: Yeah, that was I think that was their game plan. I don't think they had any misconceptions that they were going to throw it all over the field.
3: Uh, Rutgers was four of fifteen on third down, so Nebraska got off the field there too. A um, couple big completions. Nebraska one time of possession by. Uh, three-plus minutes, turn him over a couple times, and Nebraska got three sacks and seven tackles for loss.
2: There you go. A little bit of disruption on the defensive side. That's some, nice.
3: Some havoc, maybe. Some explosive plays on the defensive side, if you will. That's what you like to see. It's a good formula. Uh, Back to the phones. We have Mike on the line. Hey, Mike.
0: Uh, Friday night should be high school football only because the Big Ten is not the Sun Belt. Maverick Noonan is really good and he had nine tackles, six solo, two tackles for loss, two and a half sacks, six hurries, and a win at Grand Island.
3: Mike, are you drunk? Oh, he hung up. (laughs) He hung up. What a drunk. Wow. (laughs) Just another drunk ass caller.
2: (laughs)
4: Ranting about
2: high school football. Who
4: would ever do that? (laughs) I certainly hope we don't have any more characters like that that we feature on this station. (laughs)
2: I don't know who that
3: guy is. What a weird name, Mike.
2: Sounds like he's related to Maverick Noonan, though. What a the, weirdo! The
3: guy just really loves high school football. Really
2: loves Maverick Noonan.
3: <laughs> uh, do we do we do we give Mike a little bit of time here and say that high school football Friday nights are for high school football only,
2: or I had, we, or do we be be big Big Ten guys and say? I think once a year we can handle it. I think it's okay. Well, you know, some parents' kids are out of high school,
3: so they played the they played the, <laughs> they played the twenty twenty Rutgers game. That was a Friday night, but I mean, that's a previously unscheduled game. Yeah, right, because it was on the Champions Week. Yeah, the last time Nebraska played, it was a fever dream. The last time Nebraska played a Friday night game was twenty seventeen Illinois.
2: Yeah, I could deal
3: with this every every four five
2: years. Honestly, I could deal with it once a year. Yeah. I don't dislike it. I understand it kind of throws a wrench in the. High school football of it all, but once a year.
3: Yeah, and it gives the Rutgers and the Maryland's and the Purdue's and I don't know. And frankly,
2: when they're bad, the Nebraska's of the world a chance to be featured in primetime.
3: I don't think Nebraska is going to want to do a home game. Probably not. But it's cool for it's cool for Rutgers to to have that night, even though they say they had a sold out crowd. And well, most most people were paying attention to the Mets instead, (laughs) and they got drilled tonight by the Padres. Tough night. Tough night in Northern it's, Jersey, in Piscataway. Piscataway, uh, back to the phones. We have Nick and Seward on the line. Hey, <laughs> thank you. Hey, Nick, what's going on?
1: Hey guys, uh, this is uh, this is Nick from Seward. Uh, Long time listener, this is a first time caller. Um, I'm actually out in Essex uh, Park this weekend watching the game. Uh, um, I'm supporting your sponsor, uh, Coors Light, and I had a few Coors Lights. Um, you know, I think the defense uh, did a really good job tonight, and I appreciate them throwing the bones here and there. Um, you know, but the offense kind of was a little slow to kind of take control of the game. And is there something that you guys think we can do on offense that kind of, like throwing the bones, that like kind of sets the tone for the offense and maybe, uh, you know, makes, makes the offense, uh, you know, build some come- camaraderie that we don't have right now it seems like thanks guys
3: thanks Nick well I I think the one thing the one thing that they're good at is those short crossers and and I I love the adjustment they made when Rutgers was bringing heat and they they threw out a couple screens and they got Palmer going on a crosser
2: and you know I think Washington got on one too
3: they're they're able to scheme that up pretty well situationally but I, I I sort of feel like right now that's kind of what this offense is limited to and, and you could say, look, they just got to hand it off to Grant more At the same time, you know, you're running it into a wall. I'll i say
2: they weren't getting anything.
3: I love what they did. I, I love what they did running the clock down. And I don't think you needed yards there. Somebody called in earlier, like, hey, you're going to have your foot on the gas. It's like, I'm I'm taking zero yards in the 40 seconds that come off the clock every single time in that scenario. So I, I don't know what else to tell you on, on offense, except for I think you just sort of have to – you know, wait for the big ones and um, hopefully you're able to draw one up. And hopefully you could scheme up a good plan, script up a good plan in those first drives still and, yeah. and keep that sort of momentum going.
2: But I think the offensive uh, line is a pretty significant limiting factor on some of the things you can scheme up and draw up against a, a decent defense. And. So you are limited to some of those like quick crossing routes and things like that, and you can hope to get somebody in space a little bit. We saw the screen game work a little bit with Anthony uh, with Anthony Grant a couple times, but
3: their offense is the best when the ball's in Trey Palmer's hands. I mean, that's it is. that's kind of the story. It right? really
2: is, and you have to be as creative as possible trying to get him the ball. They tried a jet sweep once that was really poorly executed. Um. on... Oh yeah, the fumble weird thing. Yeah, they he, to he do. fumbled the snap was It was and a fourth the and one and the
3: defensive line wasn't even lined up and they could have just sneaked it. They were like, no, yes. let's try to turn around and hand it, it off to It was
2: weird, but, but I, that being said, I understand trying to get him the ball in space as much as possible. You do have to understand with the offensive line the way it is, it does limit your options to a certain extent. I think so.
3: I, I think so. So if you can sort of scheme something up and find something, and like I said, if your defense is in the position where it's keeping you in games and you're able to find and, and you know, hit Trey Palmer, I mean, that's, that's sort of what you can live on, I think, right now. All right, um, back to the phones. We have Nick on Big Red Overreaction, Reaction, which is brought to you by Equitable Bank. We take banking
1: personally. Hi, Nick. Hey, guys. I hope you have a good night.
3: Oh, we're having a great night, Nick. How about you?
1: I was wondering. I think you're pretty sure four offensive pass interferences in one game. That has to be a record. I don't know what the
3: record is, but I assume it's pretty close. It's the yes. most I've ever seen.
1: You might watch that in the NFL and Pro, maybe one or two a game, but never. So my thought is, uh, or thinking, we lost two coaches, right? We lost the head coach and our defense coordinator. How do they fill those spots?
3: So they brought up Bill Bush from the special teams to be the defensive coordinator, and
1: then well, well you have you have eleven coaches, right? Right. And so I,
3: yeah, they they brought in they they elevated a couple analysts, um, analysts.
1: Yeah.
4: yeah. Do they pay them?
3: They do pay them. Yes.
1: Okay, I was just wondering. It's was, it was kind of curious. So yeah, so they fill those spots. Well, it's good for the GAs where to come up, but yeah. This team call.
2: Thanks for the call, Nick. Appreciate it. Yeah, they, they, they. Yeah, it's an opportunity for guys that were not officially on staff to kind of uh, cut their teeth a little bit. Uh, I forget.
3: I, I know the one that they elevated to special teams is Joey Connors. Yeah. Um, and the other name is harder for me to remember.
2: Yeah, for some reason, it, it likes to escape my brain. But he
3: is helping out with the wide receivers now that Mickey, Mickey is the head is coach. The head coach. Yeah. Hope that answers the question. And that yes, they do pay them.
2: Yeah, well, was... they paid them before, too. The analysts get paid. I think he was thinking GAs that don't always get paid very much. Yeah. But analysts get paid. They're just not on-field coaches. Oh, guys. I mean, one of the things that But I'm is... guessing they got a nice pay bump to become a, an official yeah, coach. Yeah, they get like a stipend or yeah, something like, like, like that. Yeah, like, like Mickey did.
3: So there are so many people that are quote-unquote coaches. Yes, there's, there's like a million there's of them. A, there's 100,000 coaches yeah, that they have. That all but 11 are analysts, <laughs> right. quote-unquote. And so they have, they have the full-time staff and, you know... Basically, the you know the limits are just how much time you can spend with the players and what you can do with the players. Outside of that, they're all pulling their weight and helping out the program in in various different ways. Yeah. Um, all right, let's 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 call it after these three. Chance. Three more, and we are three done. More. Three more. Last call. Three more. No, not last call. Last call is no, over. Last call. <laughs> last call. We skipped it. Uh, Mike Cassano, thank you, Padilla, who's sending the text. Uh, Matt and Lincoln is on the line. Hi, Matt.
1: Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, what's up? So, first question What do you guys think of uh, the Marcus Washington catch that got overturned? Do you guys think that was a catch or no?
3: So, I, I, I didn't see any angle on replay that would have been able to overturn it, but somehow they did. Since,
2: are you talking? Well, which one are you talking about? Are you talking about the, the one on the sideline? The one on the sideline yeah. or the, okay. Cause there were two with Marcus or with, uh, with Washington.
3: Yeah. So the one the, where the important one, okay. The one, yeah, it was the like a 25 one. yarder that they ended up overturning. I didn't see any evidence that they would be able to overturn it, but they did.
2: I never saw a single angle that I actually saw the ball. And
3: and the broadcaster, um, Devin Gardner was like, oh yeah, that's, that's not a catch. I don't know what he saw that we weren't seeing, but. If
2: they uh, didn't have an angle that we right. didn't have, I have no idea how you over. I don't know that. how that was. Yeah. I don't know how that got overturned,
1: and, Matt. And it was like a thirty second review. I guess I don't understand how that even happened. It
2: happened really fast.
1: Yeah. So but anyway, the the big the big shout out I got I got tonight is to Bill Bush, second half, unbelievable job coaching these guys up. O'Shawn Mathis also with a huge deflection on the pass interference. I think if, if they get that first down on that pass interference, things may be different. But I think on that, that fingertip on that uh yes. on that pass that got that pass interference huge huge and shout out to bill bush i'm drinking some bush lattes tonight nice GBR. we're winning the <laughs> west yeah way to
3: go matt what a walk off court we prefer coors light because you're keeping nebraska yes. chill but bill, nebraska bill, chill bill bush we have that too uh is that oh mathis's biggest play of his career
2: at nebraska, at nebraska absolutely it was his i mean it was his best game wasn't it? He had the sack. He showed up the most. That's for sure. It's yeah. the most I noticed him. So that's, I'm calling it his best game. But that
3: play, getting the fingertip on at the line of scrimmage. Enormous. That, that almost went, they they almost got the next playoff without reviewing really it. Really close. Would have been a tragedy.
2: Yes. Because it was very obviously tipped. So they
3: finally buzzed down at the last second. And yep, uh, right off the fingertip there. That was, that's a big play. It was enormous. It was a huge play. Uh, let's go to Caleb in Albuquerque. Hi, Caleb. You're on Big Red Overreaction. Go ahead.
0: Hey, so uh, someone needs to get with Big Cat on Barstool Sports and say he was wrong and Willie Trump at Compton was right. That's right. Because uh, Big Cat said the Piscataway was going to run away with this one and obviously did not.
3: Not tonight, Caleb. Um, not tonight.
0: Not, not tonight. Absolutely. Um, and then the play by Grant on the sideline, just absolutely destroying. Oh yeah. That yeah. basically making another Tua.
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh come too, on. Soon. <laughs> <laughs> too soon. Too uh, soon, Caleb.
0: I, I, know. I, I know. I'm sorry, but <laughs> that that was probably one of the biggest plays of the of the half turning uh, I think the offense around and just basically turning the whole the whole game around I think Um, but the defense did play well and you know will Compton's on a plane right now so just tweet at him and say hey go big red
3: I will do that thank you Caleb appreciate the call Oh, Albuquerque very good we're going to tweet at Will Compton because he's on a plane right now? I'm, I'm not going to do that. But he was right and said, I, I didn't. What if he pick. brings the
1: bus to the parking was, lot? So
3: there was a
2: big barstool show at the at the Rutgers game? I think so, yeah, because uh, the Stule Presidente is from that area. Uh, so they did their show before the game. Mm. And I think they were doing like the Will Compton thing, and
3: Will Compton shows
2: up as the only guy
3: you know rooting for Nebraska. Yeah,
2: I think that was the I think that was the thing. I don't know. I was doing was right. my conduct, so I wasn't. Uh, watching I didn't watch pre-game. the barstool show. Either. I was not watching. I was not watching barstool pregame. I was I was doing a radio show. So, but yet, tweet at Will Compton. He's on a plane. I mean, I'm not I'm not gonna tweet at Will Compton because he already knows he was right. It's true. If he didn't know he was right, then I would tweet at him. Oh, also, we haven't done the thing that we set
3: out to do all night. Timmy trumpets canceled no no it's over why it's
2: over why
3: why because they played it 700 times at the Rutgers
2: game i could have used 700 more no you couldn't have yeah. it's it's over ravi it into my veins give it up give me more timmy trumpet we've had this in our lives from via edwin
3: diaz for for a few months now. i want it was more. great it had a great run give me more but you can't Play it every single down. That's isn't that the cool thing though. You can Rutgers is way way too involved in the like they're they're playing too
2: much sound. Well, that I agree with. There's too much going on. But whatever sound they should play should always be Timmy trumpet every
3: down. There's either Timmy trumpet or bells or some crazy. There was some ACDC. They do this. There was an Iggy Azalea. So at I don't one know point. if Rutgers like patents this, but they have this remix of like a dubstep song and Wonderwall by Oasis. That they play at their basketball games at the mm, rack, yeah, yeah, and they played it tonight at this football game, and I, there, it's the only time I've ever heard the song. It must be like a Rutgers thing. It is insane how little sense it makes as yes. a song. It does, it does. You played this It's form, Oasis. It's Wonderwall.
2: Yes, which does not really jive with dubstep. No, if you're familiar with the Oasis band, not at all. Not a. Not something you would imagine. It's like, yeah, let's remix that in a dubstep. What you should remix in a dubstep? Timmy Trumpet. (laughs) It's done. Give me more. It's all
3: over. And the Mets are going to lose tomorrow,
2: and it's all going to be gone.
3: It's all going to be gone. No. Yes, We canceled you, Timmy. More chance.
2: What's going on with Timmy Trumpet? Too much. <laughs> Not That's enough. Too much. What's the deal?
3: That's what's going on. Uh, happy Saturday morning, everybody. Big Red Over Reaction yeah! brought to you by Equitable Bank. We take banking personally. And uh, we'll take our final call of the evening. It is Reese who rounds us out this evening. Hi, Reese.
1: Hey, guys. Uh, I just want to let you know you guys got me absolutely psyched with the uh, Timmy Trumpets there. Yes! Oh! yes! Come on! Reese, the guy! Hey! hey, guys, I just want to let you know I'm chilling. Nebraska with Cruz Light tonight
2: my guy Um,
1: but you know I think I think uh Chancellor Brewington is an absolute asset to uh Nebraska and I think he's maybe a little overlooked and the other thing um I kind of wanted to mention I just I just think like the whole state of Nebraska is really beaten up on the offensive line when you know they're they're trying to transition from a lot of guys that started last year and then you got Dominic who's you know brand new and you know, maybe maybe give him a few more games. Maybe give him the Big Ten West. Let's go mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, let's see what the championship looks like. All right, I uh, want to hear you guys' thoughts. Thank, thank
2: you, you Reese, and thank you for keeping Nebraska chill. And thank you for your Timmy Trumpet take
3: for keeping cores light. Okay, Brewington, um, are you know if like, No, like came back. Yes, after getting hurt. Is there a scenario where Vol- where uh, Chancellor Brewington maybe has the ball in his I like him with the ball in his hands. Yeah, he had, he had that, one that nice
2: little uh, run up the sideline. If you're not expecting it, if all you see
3: him doing on film is hammering guys coming Just across the line of scrimmage, them. and he goes out, he, he runs by you, and he doesn't actually hammer you and he goes in the flat and catches the ball. Like I kind of like him with the ball in his or hand. Or if he
2: even does that thing where they do make initial contact as a tight end and then peel off, mm. that would work. The old chip off? Yeah. I like that. Listen, I think he's I think he's more talented and ha- has a larger skill set than we've seen.
3: Uh, by the way, also at tight end, so we'll see what happens with Voklek and the injury. Maybe he's able to come back, adrenaline, whatever. Brewington's there, um, and then they have Workercher. How close are we to the return of Thomas Fedoni?
2: I think after the bye week. It is uh it is October. I think after the bye week. And
3: closer and closer.
2: Uh to be safe. I think they go after the bye week.
3: That's Big Red Overreaction, folks, brought to you by Equitable Bank, where we take banking personally. Nebraska wins their second big 10 game in a row. For the first time since 2018. Fourteen to
2: thirteen over Rutgers. Let's go, Huskers on the money line, plus the under. Woo! Gritty,
3: not pretty. Gritty
2: definitely not pretty. You know what they call this, Connor. Culture win. Are we going with that? Culture win. Is this is a culture win.
3: You uh, get a little bit of a longer week. Uh, We got some shows tomorrow morning. I think the Church of the Corn guys are in. We got Severe on Sunday, and then we're back with our shows on Monday. Robbie Lula, thank you. Chance Oliver, thank you, sir. Good hits tonight with the Creed. And Robbie, with Timmy Trumpet. Suggestions. Thank you all as well. I'm Connor Happer. Connor, this... thank you! Oh, thank you! <laughs> This has been Big Red Overreaction After Dark.
0: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it.